good morning. It's good to see you. There you are. It's good to see you guys. Welcome. We're so glad that you're here. Welcome to the Porch Community Church. If this is your uh, first time here, just a special welcome to you. We're glad that you chose to be here today. And I say this every week, but we, we pray the whole reason for our existence is that you know that God loves you. And it's through Jesus Christ that, that he shows this great love for us. And so everything we want to do and be as a church in our community is to show that, is to, to reveal that to you, that, that Jesus loves you. And, and we want to walk with you as the church. We want to walk with you on this journey of faith. Um, my name is Shannon Patterson. I, I have the privilege of being the lead pastor here. And um, just a very special welcome to all of you. And glad that you're here today. Before we jump into the message, I wanted to just take a moment and, and spend just a, a, a brief moment together praying for one of the families in our church, uh, the, the Chandler family, Perry and Wendy Chandler, their home burned down last night. And uh, we just got that word this morning. Thankfully, their entire family is okay. Um, they are okay. Their home is gone and all their belongings are gone. And, um, and so, but, but they are okay. Praise the Lord for that. Um, and so uh, we, I just want us to pray for them. We don't know a lot yet about how and the practical ways that we can, we can come alongside of them, but in the coming days we will let you know through our community news and, and through social media uh, of what we plan to do as a church. But if nothing, I mean not if nothing else, first and foremost, uh, please be lifting them up in prayer. They, they've just experienced several things. A couple years ago they, uh, they lost a... a a home uh, through the hurricane uh, in Mexico Beach, and and they've just experienced a lot. And they are loving, generous, caring people who are always willing to come alongside of others. And now the opportunity is there for us to do the same for them. So let's just take a moment and pray for the Chandlers, if you would. God, we come to before you, and uh, we do not have to um, give you an update of what's going on with them. You. Uh, are fully aware and I take comfort in that and I pray that as your people we take comfort in these moments when when it doesn't make sense or we don't know what's going on you do and so God that that is who you are that is your nature and that's what we we depend on and and call and the reason we call out to you and I pray father that that Perry and Wendy and all the kids that they feel they continue to feel a sense of your presence with them, that your arms are wrapped around them, that you have them, that you hold them, and that you are going to continue to be present with them in the coming days. I pray, God, specifically that for the red tape and the paperwork that needs to happen, that it happen and it go quickly and smoothly. Uh, they don't, no one needs that kind of extra headache on top of, of the loss they've experienced. So, God, would you make that so? And, Lord, as your church, as the body of Christ here at the porch, but even so in the greater community, because there's so many people that love them and know them, God, that we would be able to practically come alongside of them and help them uh, move forward from this tragedy. We pray all this, we believe all this, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Um, in this time, we we are in the second week of the series called Live Thank You, and it, the the irony is not lost on me that we were talking about how we can possibly walk alongside of this family in the in the coming days. You know, I think it was last week or the week before, and I told you about the a mother with six children who was in need and how 
um, we really wanted a community group to come alongside of this family and walk with them and and sure enough it was the Chandler's community group and, and others in it and the Davises and and they're like we're gonna do this we're committed to this and that just shows the heart of who they are but we're in this time of saying okay as followers of Jesus right if, if you're a follower of Jesus today you've you've said yes to him what next like what's what why what is our purpose is it is it just to like come to church and and show up or is there more and and what i would say to that is yes there's more that that one we are called to to continue in our faith journey that we are to to grow in our faith not to just have a, a one-time you know declaration of faith but we are to be people who are to grow to to learn god's word to understand the depth of of prayer and to and to uh, be able to come alongside of other people and partner with them when when they are struggling or when they are having uh you know a crisis of belief or, or things like that 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 we're equipped as we grow and mature in our faith and and I, that's what I, I want us to do is is to be able to do this and so here we are in this series called live thank you and the whole purpose of it is for us to be people who go, I want to live, thank you. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means that we recognize that, that God has been gracious to us, that God has been faithful to us, that God has, um, that in spite of us, that God has been present in our lives, that, that he has always been faithful, he has always been true, he has never changed. We have we've rebelled we've we've run from him we've messed up but god never has and so for us as followers of christ we can be people who say i want to live a life that says thank you because of who god is who he has been who he is and who he's going to be i want to live a life that says thank you and so we've been talking about this and today is going to be a very practical day a very practical hands-on opportunity for you as we talk about how we live thank you. We're going to offer something to you that will be a very practical way. And, you know, it seems like if you look back over the last several weeks that we've been in existence, even as a church, a couple of months, that, that we have been very practical in that. And, and for some of you, if you've grown up in a church where you're just accustomed to coming and sitting and hearing a message and going home, you might be thinking, wow, they sure are asking a lot, or they sure are expecting a lot, or we got to be in a community group, and now that community, not only that, but then the community group, they expect the community group to go and do something, like, what's going on here? Yeah, this is what we believe is the true purpose of the church, and so today's going to be another opportunity for you to hear a really practical way to live, thank you, to live this out. Um, last week, I don't know about you, but in my in my preparation for last week's message, I was pretty much slapped in the face with Luke chapter 12, verse 15. And it was a verse we looked at last week, and it was a verse that I've read many times since I've been a believer. But in my prep for the message, uh, I was just like, I how is this not... I just can't believe it hadn't grabbed me before, but I don't, you know, sometimes you're you're not ready to receive it. You know, and so this is where I was. And this is what it says in Luke 12, 15. Repeat from last week. <clears throat> this is Jesus speaking, by the way. Excuse me. And he says this. Life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Your Jesus said that your life does not it's not made up of it's not the purpose of your life is not just to have things 
to acquire things, to, to just take on more and more and more things. Now, today I want us to, to look in, in 1 Timothy at a verse, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, and, and Timothy is Paul, the Apostle Paul, his, his writing letters. You know, he's been building up the church. You see in some of his, his epistles that he's written, he's building up the church, and in Timothy, he's writing to Timothy as a leader in the church. He's equipping Timothy. Paul, Paul knows he's not going to be around forever, and he's equipping Timothy to help lead the church, to help the church grow and mature. And he's giving some advice. He's, he's telling Timothy how to teach and what to teach the people. That's us. And this is what we find beginning in verse 17 of 1 Timothy 6. It says this, Teach those who are rich in this world. Now, I just want to say this in case you didn't know. If you live in the United States of America, you are rich in this world. Don't have time, and I don't have the stats in front of me, to tell you that we are rich. We are rich. The, the poorest of the Americans are richer than than most other people in in the world. So teach those who are rich in this world. So that's all of us, okay? Um, not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Okay, he's saying don't put all your trust, don't put it all in this money. Remember what Jesus said. It's not about just acquiring things. And this is what this is what Paul goes on to tell Timothy. He's saying teach the people this. He says their trust shouldn't be in money. Their trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. God richly gives to us. If, if you were to sit down and take an inventory of the ways in which God has blessed you, whether you've even wanted to admit it was God that did it in the first place, you would find that that list would grow and grow and grow. Well, no, I'm, a, I'm, I'm really good at business. That has nothing to do with God. Yes, it does. God gave you that brain. God gave you that, 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 that ability to be able to be good at business. Well, no, I've been working really hard. I, I, I'm the one that's done this. I've put in all the sweat equity. This isn't God. Yes, it is. God's given you the ability to wake up in the morning. He's given you the opportunity to, to, to go and do. So God has richly blessed, we find here. And then this is what Paul is telling Timothy. He says, tell them to use their money to do good. Okay, so Jesus tells us our life is not about just the acquiring of possessions. That's not what life consists of. And Paul now is teaching and letting Timothy know to teach that, that with the money we have to do good with it. We talked about that in our impact series, right? We talked about making an impact with the ways in which God has blessed us. And there's temporary impact and there's eternal impact. Temporary impact are those things that, that you do it once and it's gonna be, it needs to be repeated again. Uh, you feed someone that's hungry, that is a wonderful thing to do. But guess what? Hunger comes back, doesn't it? And we know this. Hunger returns. But there's an opportunity to make an eternal impact through temporary things. And that's what we're going to give you an opportunity to be a part of later in the service. So Paul says, tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works. Folks, I will confess to you that I, I like to do good I like to do good works. I, I, I like to help. I like to um, to go and serve and do things, but I must confess to you that I'm not rich in it. And what I mean by that is 
I know in my heart, and I know according to my schedule, and I know according to the resources that the Lord has blessed Drew and I with, that, that we could do more. So, but, but Paul is telling Timothy, hey, teach the believers, teach the church to be rich in good works. Don't be stingy. That's what that means. And he says not only that, but and be generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. We talked about our hands being full last week. And if our hands are full, then it's really hard to help other people. So anyone been thinking about downsizing as we talked about last Sunday? Anyone been doing some downsizing? I don't know. I, from the people I've talked to, Repeat Boutique has been like flooded with stuff this week. Um, but a lot of you have really thought about this. and like, okay, how can we do this? How can we downsize our possessions to the things that really matter? So Paul's saying, um, be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. Well, if you have a free hand, you're able to share with others. And then, this is the whole point of it. Paul's saying, this is why we do this. This is, this is the purpose of this. Not just for temporary reasons. He says, by doing this, they, that's the church, that's you and me, they will be storing up their treasure. See, that the real treasure is in the serving. The real treasure is in the giving. They'll be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. Being generous, sharing what you're able to share, makes this foundation that is, that is there for the future. It's not just momentary, but it builds. So that's out of 1 Timothy 6, 17 and 19. Now, what I want to offer you, to, you today, the practical, the, the tangible way that we can live out this life of generosity, that we can live, thank you, is about an initiative that we're starting called uh, Christmas Impact. It's called Christmas Impact. And um, impact is the word we use for missions, for outreach, for the way in which we want to impact our community, impact around the world. And what I want to offer you today is what I think is a really, it's a practical, it's fairly affordable, um, generous way for us to, to do this. Not just locally, but but in a larger sense. Um, I shared a couple of weeks ago about how I felt convicted when we talked about the uh, temporary and eternal impact that I'd felt convicted about when many of you, if you were with us when we were downtown, we did a, a wonderful uh, Christmas um, kind of mission where we uh, found out the names of mostly children but some adults in our community who, were, who weren't going to have a Christmas unless we did something. And so we partnered with these organizations and, and got gifts for them and did that. It was really, it was just a nice thing. And, and many of us have partnered in that. But over the last several weeks, and as I was thinking about who we are as, as a church and as a new church, is what can we do that brings an a eternal impact to that? Because by and large, it was all temporary. There, there was no connection with the people. There was nothing about God in it. It was just giving some gifts, which is nice. Um, but it was temporary. You following me? And I felt convicted about that. So this is going on in my mind. This is, this is kind of churning through my mind as, as Christmas is fast approaching us. And I'm thinking, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this differently? Um, how are we going to make an eternal impact? And so I was like, we've got to put, um, I want a way to put, you know, uh, 
the word of God into the hands of the people that if we're going to continue to do this. And not only that, but I would love it if we could have some interaction with the people, the kids that, that we're going to bless. And so I was thinking about this. And then my friend, John, called me and said, hey, I want to talk to you. I have, uh, I want to I want to talk to you about something. And, and I thought it was about a girl, like he wanted to ask my you know opinion on it. And, um, and be like either yay or nay. But it wasn't. It was actually about Jesus stuff. So, uh, John, I'm going to ask you to come up here. Uh, this is my friend John Eager. If you were with us on our uh, Grow Initiative, like big outdoor party we had back in the spring when we were downtown, um, John came and shared with us that day. And um, John and his family are, are part of a, a ministry here in Valdosta, started right here in Valdosta. And it's, it's amazing what some of the information John's about to tell you um, and John and I go way back, don't we? Yes. There we are. Look how cute I am. <laughs> and uh, and trust me, John was um, trying to wriggle out of my arms. So we met when you were eight eight minutes old. And for about the first ten birthdays, I would grab him on his birthday and hold him in my arms and say, "Let me tell you what I said on your birthday, Johnny. I said we're gonna be friends." And he would do this and be like, "Ugh, get away from me." So John and I go way back, but I'm excited for what you and I talked about that day at lunch. And yeah. Kind of shimmy this way a little bit so you're not in the shadow, my friend. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about, so the Mailbox Club is right here on Eager Road. Um, a lot of us have driven by it a lot of times, yeah. and it's not like the post office or anything like that. Tell us about the Mailbox Club. Yeah, so uh, first of all, I'm really glad to be here with you guys this morning. It's an honor for me. Um, Many of you are familiar with the Mailbox Club and what it is, and probably some of you were at the banquet this past Thursday night, the annual banquet. Um, but I'll just give you a quick briefing on the ministry. Um, about 50 years ago, my grandfather, who was a great evangelist in the area, um, he would go to public schools all around South Georgia, North Florida, Alabama, along with my grandmother, uh, and they would they would evangelize to children in public schools. And it's funny, um, I was at work the other day, and a man who works in the office next to me came and introduced himself and said that, he was a beneficiary of, of my grandfather's evangelism like you know, 40, 50 years ago in Berrien County. Um, and so it's really incredible to see that. But my grandfather, he would witness and evangelize to children in schools, but he quickly found that they didn't have any discipleship material, any follow-up material for the children after they left. And so he, along with many others, began to write um, Bible lessons for children. Um, and so you know, after they spoke to the kids in school, they could give them all a Bible lesson, and the children could fill out the lesson, they could read it, um, they could answer the questions, they could mail it in to what is now called the Mailbox Club, and then they could be sent uh, a corresponding lesson. And that way they could be discipled for years to come and, and not... Um, Who loved getting mail when you were a kid? <laughs> now we don't because it's a bill. But when you were a kid, <laughs> when you're a kid, and I knew the backstory to this, some, one of the kids had written a letter to your grandpa and said, yeah. can I please be a part of your mailbox club? They hadn't named it yet. Yeah, that's right. And he was like, oh, okay, well, there we go. Yeah. And that's how they did that. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, so they've really outgrown their name. Um, I'll give you a few of the stats uh, just from last year's report. But um, as of last year, the mailbox club was working in over 80 countries around the world. Um, they had uh, over 44 million lessons printed. They had 1.5 million children indicate that they come to know the Lord through the lessons. That's Hang all on, over the repeat world. that last one. Yeah, 1.5 million children came to know Jesus last year. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And what's so incredible about that, though, we hear stories all the time. Um, we get testimonies in from, you know, Bangladesh or Iran or you know.
know, the heart of the Muslim world and a child um, maybe, you know, in secret had a lesson and they were learning about Jesus and they came to know him. And then they shared it with their friends and their family. And we, I mean, there's stories and testimonies of entire families in the heart of the Muslim world coming to know Jesus, you know, through the child, uh, which is just through incredible. Their, through their lesson that started with the that's lesson. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so, but, but my father um, in the 90s, he did a lot of work in Eastern Europe and, and orphanages and stuff. He really took the, the ministry international. And since then, it's just, you know, God has just had his hand on the ministry. It's all about God. It's not about any one individual or any group of individuals, really. Um, so those are just some of the numbers from last year. They're, they have, they're printed in over 100 different languages. Um, it's just incredible um, what they're doing. So that's kind of a, a very quick description of the ministry. So it started out in Valdosta as the headquarters, and then like the southeast, I guess you yeah, would say, yeah. is now in, you said, 100 different languages. 100 different languages. And the cool thing I like about the Melbourne Club is that the reason it's gone out so much is because you guys basically equip ministries are already on the ground yeah. organizations that are doing evangelism and reaching people and instead of them having to come up with some kind of discipleship you guys come along and say we can we can do that part yeah so, so i mean partners are like they're partnering with the jesus film with operation christmas child's Marin's purse i mean so they're the they're kind of the vendors and, and they get it distributed all over the world so it's really incredible the partnerships that exist yeah. so so now to kind of that's the overview of, of this amazing ministry Tell us about um, the Backpacks for Blessing and how, kind of the, the story behind that and then how we can be a part of it. Yeah, so this new ministry uh, is, a, is a new outreach of the Mailbox Club. It's, it's called Backpacks of Blessing. Here's, here's one of the backpacks right there. Um, but it's focused on reaching unchurched and marginalized children. Um, and it started in India uh, in May and June. You want to add something? Okay. It started in India in May and June of this past year. Um, a very, very successful businessman in India who, was, who went to India as a missionary from America. He got so tired of uh, relying on people to fund his ministry, so he started doing business on his own in India, and that small business ended up becoming a $300 million conglomerate. Um, so that's nice. Um, so God has really blessed him. Uh, God has really blessed him financially. He's a big part of the Mailbox Club. He's a, a generous supporter. He's a, he's a partner. He's on the board. Um, I was with him in South Africa over the summer, and so he um, he uh, he started this backpack ministry in India. So what they do is they go into uh, very poor areas. Children there don't have the means to go to school because they don't have any school supplies. They don't have backpacks. They don't have you know sense paper. And so they wanted to take these backpacks to the children and uh, and bless them with the backpacks and some backpacks of blessings and give them school materials so that they can go to school. Education, um, and so they thought it was so successful this past summer. They thought, why not do this in America as well? Um, I mean, you just think about, you know, in Valdosta, the inner city children. Um, you think about foster children. You think about uh, there's children in um, the Appalachian Mountains that, that are going to receive these backpacks. There's children in immigrant children in, uh, in Clarkston, Georgia, which is the most diverse city in America. Who knew Clarkston, Georgia, yep. most diverse city in America? Yep. I've been to India and I've actually been to one of these 
future of those girls, even uh, going through rehabilitation and getting out of that line, yeah. what the future in India is not good for them. They're it's not. Crazy. They're not gonna. You know, marriage and, and the opportunities. It's really not there yeah. because of their past. That's right. So. Yeah. Um, so so, what happens is when you sponsor a backpack, you're essentially uh, paying the wages because these backpacks are all the way from India. The shipping just came in from Calgary. You're basically paying the wages of these women and allowing them to continue um, working. Uh, they they learn a trade so they can get out of that that lifestyle. It also has an incredible humanitarian aspect. Um, the idea is when it started, it was for children who uh, don't have school supplies, and so to help them, you know, get going to school, have their own backpack, have school supplies. But with this initiative, it's going to be focused on um, Christmas gifts for the children. So it has a great social aspect as well, which is good. But I don't want the main focus to get lost in the shuffle because what separates this ministry from just going to Walmart and buying some backpacks and handing them out to, you know, to impoverished people? What separates this ministry from that is that this is all about children coming mm-hmm. in. Christmas, when they receive a backpack, they're going to also receive their own Bible lesson detailing the Christmas story. And that's going to go along in the backpack with them. And then they're going to have the opportunity right then and there to sign up going forward and receive lessons um, for years to come and so that they can learn about Jesus. So, um, like you said, this goes in there, tells them about Jesus, tells them about the birth of Christ and yeah. his purpose for coming. But then it's not a one-time deal because the opportunity for them to continue to receive lessons and and to find out more about Jesus and really it's like discipleship yeah. um, in this way is it's there for them to continue That's right. and it's it's covered it's it's paid for yeah. in that regard yeah okay yeah and so you know um, I, I've been I've been fortunate enough to travel all over the world I was in um, Africa this summer I was in Brazil and what you see when you're overseas is that there's so much poverty in the world that you know all the benevolence offerings in the world mm-hmm. all of the um, all the gifts, all the offerings taken up to alleviate poverty is just not possible. And there's so much poverty. But the incredible thing, the incredible thing about salvation is it's a free gift. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't cost anything. And that's what this is really all about. It's about getting the church outside of the four walls here and impacting our communities um, for Jesus. Giving people uh, a physical gifts so that we have the right to give to them spiritually. Meeting physical needs so that people would be open to, to the things of God. That's what that's really what this is all about. So this is really the pilot program for this ministry here in America. Like I said, it's already been going on in India, but this is the, the pilot program in America. This is the very beginning of it. Um, there's several several churches in Valdosta that have adopted this already. My home church, Crossroads, is part of First Baptist, and they've already taken on 800 backpacks to pass them out to foster children in Valdosta, which is incredible. Um, there's a big church in Tampa that's doing the same thing. There's one in North Georgia, and they're going to distribute the backpacks to uh, immigrant children in Clarkston, Georgia, and also um, very poor, marginalized children in the Appalachian Mountains, which is just incredible. Um, so it's such a great opportunity, like I said, for churches to partner together, to partner with this ministry, and to really reach people in our own communities. Um, what's different from the shoeboxes, which many of you have probably done in the past, what's different is um, instead of sending off a shoebox to Timbuktu and have having no idea where it goes, you're impacting people in Valdosta, Georgia right now. Um, you're giving them a Christmas, you're, you're giving them nice things, and that's awesome, but most importantly, they're going to receive um, they're going to receive material on, on how to how to come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. That's the most important thing, and that's yeah. what really excites us about it. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that 
that you wanted to talk about Jesus and not, you know, like, what do you think about this chick? Um, but, um, but I'm here for you if that, you know, when right. we need to have that conversation. So, um, I need to vet her. Like, like you and your brothers vetted Drew at El Torreo. So, yeah, back in the day. Um, so, listen, I'm about to tell you like some, some steps of what we can do with the opportunity that's before us as a church. And uh, John's going to be available after the service if you have questions, if you want to know more, if you want to know more about just the Mailbox Club in general or opportunities to do that. But uh, would you guys thank John and the ministry that he and his family represent around the world? And actually... Let's, uh, let, let's pray together uh, about that. God, we thank you for the ministry of, of Jesus Christ that you're doing through the Mailbox Club and the impact that it's having. It really, even with the numbers, we really don't know. It's immeasurable. And we, on this side of eternity, we don't know. <laughs> um, God, I pray that through this initiative and through more to come, God, that your word would just reach every single person who is yet to call on your name um, God that they would they would call out to you they would call in the name of Jesus and their lives would be different and and maybe they you know their their circumstances don't change dramatically but God their heart does and that changes for eternity so we pray your blessing on this in the name of Jesus amen 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 thank you John so um, here's what I want to tell you guys I told you today's a little bit different um, because it's an opportunity for us to, to get up and go, to get up and, and do. Uh, we started with, you know, we're, we're a little bit smaller church. We, I hope that in the coming years we can say we, we took on 800 as well. But we said we can, we'll take 150, 150 backpacks we're committed to, to taking and, and putting out and getting into the hands of our people. Because now, so here's the deal. We have a relationship with uh, one of the folks in the Lowndes County school system who identifies kids that, that are in need. And so we have done that again. We have that list. Uh, we have the list of those kids. And we have written their names and their ages and their clothing sizes and, and maybe a toy or two suggestion. And we've written these on the cards that represent each child. So what you can do today, here's the deal. And, you know, I was thinking about this, John. I wish I'd said it at 930. You have an opportunity to basically you purchase the backpack. Cause, so the backpack, to have it made and, and give those women a living wage and an opportunity to, to live, um, hence living wage, um, and then to ship it here, all that, it's about $15. Um, and then to put materials in all the backpacks and any follow-up materials that those children want to be a part of is about another five. So what we're doing is we're saying $20 a backpack, and that's what we've committed to. And so today you're able to purchase one of these. You can swipe your card or write a check, or if you're one of those weird people that has cash in your wallet, that's amazing. Um, you can do that, but you get a backpack today. You, you'll pick a, a child. You know, you might want to choose one that's around your kid's age or or whatever we usually uh, Drew and I we usually wait till the end to see if there's you know a lot of times older kids aren't taken and so we like to to do that but but you can uh, choose a child then you buy a backpack and then you're given the instructions on what to do so what you do is you purchase the backpack and then you'll you you'll take it home you'll follow the list of suggested sizes and clothing and any toy you want to do or a book or something like that you fill the backpack. The gifts can only go in the backpack. 
so for some of you that's going to be you know that's downsizing because you're like I want to buy everything but like do like just be really like intentional and and do the backpack and then bring them back we're going to bring them back on December 8th so a little less than a month from today we're going to bring these back and we're going to celebrate that and then hopefully by then we'll know how we're going to distribute them we don't know we really want to be able to to go and be present to help distribute these we're working out those details right now um here's what i was thinking about i wish i'd mentioned at 9 30. folks each one of these backpacks represents the life of a woman who has come out of horrible circumstances by and large a circumstance they did not choose for themselves and to imagine that their family chose that option for them is is it blows my mind so if you take a backpack today don't only we're going to ask you to pray for the child that you're you're purchasing some gifts for but i would ask you to pray for the woman who made the backpack um, and thank god for her and pray that god continue to to use that ministry and others like it to rescue those women out of those circumstances so that was one thing i, I definitely want to say um so now here's the deal we got a list from the county and it was only 119 kids and so we had 31 remaining backpacks and so we said well let's do this let's do the the hygiene uh packs in those remaining 31 to go to clarkston um, to give them to the group that's going to be going to clarkston and distributing those and so um we're gonna we're gonna do that as well so when if you come and you're interested it's still 20 dollars but you might get a child or you might be doing the hygiene pack which is actually probably a little less expensive so if you're on a on a budget or you weren't a little concerned about that maybe the hygiene uh, option is the better way to go and if you're thinking I can't even afford 20 bucks for the pack here's what I'd say you are more than welcome to partner up with people if it takes five of you to do it and you want to do it together that is great uh, we just want to make sure that every one of these kids and the remaining backpacks that we committed to are, are taken and so I know it's a little bit different a lot of detail I know um, we're gonna close our time in in song we're gonna respond to God I think there's something about taking the moment and and considering think about those two verses we just looked at folks remember in Luke where Jesus said our life does not consist in the abundance of possessions we have so much and then you think about Paul's teaching in, in 1 Timothy and saying, be generous. Be generous, people. Don't just keep it for yourself. Be generous in good works. Be generous with Christ. And that's what we want to do. So we're going to take a moment, respond, so the band can go ahead and, and come back up here. And, and while we respond, we're going we're gonna to respond with praise. We're also going to respond with our offerings and gifts to make sure that we're continuing as a local church to do our you know to keep ministry alive uh, locally and also with those connection cards you know like I said today's a little bit different but I hope above everything else that you heard this morning that you heard that there is a God who loves you and it's through Jesus Christ he reveals that love and if you don't have a relationship with him and you want to know more like what is it that causes a guy to leave his business and go to India and start a business there it's Jesus and, and God blessed him for that. And what is it that, that causes someone to, 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 to change their life? And to what have, it's because of Jesus. And that's really what this is all about. It's about him. And so we as a church want to walk with you on that journey. We want to we wanna help you as you seek out those answers if you have those questions. So um, if you would pray with me. And then after the song, after we spend time in response, the table will be open. And
might be a little congested. Um, take your time. You know, it's okay. If there's any packs available next week, we'll make them available. I have a feeling uh, we have 95 remaining. So 150 minus 95 is 55. Did I do good, honey? Okay, good. So 55 uh, were already taken. So 95 are still available. So, um, and we have some great volunteers who are going to give you um, info as you come. But let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you. Lord, I thank you that this, um, this backpack represents a life that has been saved. Saved from, saved from a, a, a bad existence, a, a horrible future. But Lord, I pray for the, for the woman that made this pack that I'm holding right here, for those 150 that are over there, God, that, um, that they would come to know you. That they would call on your name. That they know that, that their past does not have to determine their future. Um, that you say in your word that you've come to give them a hope and a future no matter what what yesterday held and I, I pray for those women Lord you know their names, you know their hearts you know them deeply God I pray for the kids that are represented in the on the list that we received and God that, that you wouldn't just it wouldn't just be a, a Christmas with some clothes and gifts but that this Christmas would be different this Christmas would come with, with the hope of Jesus. And it wouldn't just impact the child, but the parents and the grandparents and many others. God, your word has that kind of power. Your word has that kind of, of, of promise in it, Lord. And we can only do so much, but we want to do our part. And then we want to trust that your Holy Spirit would move in such a way God that just like those numbers that, that John read that we have no idea it's immeasurable what this Christmas impact could mean going forward God I thank you for our church and for the partners that are here and that the people that want to be active in their faith Lord I thank you for the ministries that that we're trying to do excellently, faithfully. There's not too many we're doing right now, but we want to do them well. So God, thank you for the way that as a church we are supporting those ministries and lifting them up. And God, for the, the person here today, for the heart here today that is being warmed by, by you and by the hope that they've heard about. God, I pray they would call on your name. They would call out to Jesus. They would call out to Jesus and say, I know I know that on my own, it's not enough. I've tried, and it's not enough. Thank you, God, for Jesus, who has paid for my sin by his death. And because he rose again and had a resurrected life, I can have a resurrected life. That's where our hope is found, Lord. We pray all this. We believe all this. We celebrate this in the name of Jesus.